One second, sorry. <laughs> halls. <coughs> Hashtag halls. It says put your game face on. It says a pep talk in every drop. Bet on yourself. That is way too positive for cough drums. Welcome back to the Off Five podcast where two friends talk about The Office, the episodes of that show. The U.S. version. The U.S. version. My name's Nathan. I'm Addie. And we're talking about, can you believe it? It's Christmas time, season three, episode 10, a Benny Hanna Christmas. Christmas in May. And I think we could call it Benny Hanna Christmas because the last time we we're going to see her likes. Oh, Hanna. She doesn't really get a goodbye. Yeah, no, she doesn't. That's fine. That's okay. I don't but anyway, soak her up. <laughs> all the joy that is Hannah. All the breast milk. Yeah. That you can. All the nutcracker stomping beauty that is Hannah. That's right. And it came out on December 14th, 2006. Did I say that? No, but thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Season three, episode 10. This is the halfway point. Of season three? I mean, it's the it's the break. Right? Oh, yeah. You're right. I think so. Let's do a segment called Wikipedia is the best thing ever. Reading about what happens in this episode. For our listeners that may or may not remember. Yes. And this is where Nathan reads the summary. Here it goes. In the episode, Christmas time at the office leads to depression for Michael. When his girlfriend, Carol, breaks up with him, Michael, Andy, Dwight, and Jim then go to a local Benihana restaurant where Michael and Andy find dates with two of the restaurant's waitresses. Back at the office, after a conflict with a bossy Angela, Karen and Pam decide to create their own Christmas party. When the majority of the office decide to go to Karen and Pam's party, Angela becomes upset and seeing this, Karen and Pam decide to combine the parties. Soon after, Michael and Andy's dates leave them, but Michael nevertheless finds someone to go to Jamaica with him. Someone. Someone on the phone. Probably just a telemarketer. Yeah, maybe it's his telemarketer friend. Vikram? Vikram, yeah. (laughs) And there's one thing that they didn't really mention, which is that Dwight and Andy are locked in battle for supremacy like two um moose that want to become assistant regional manager (laughs) assistant to the regional manager or number three no they want to be number three at least yes at least lots of conflict and lots of storylines yeah and a really long episode how long 42 minutes of airtime it's almost a feature length not really but (laughs) (laughs) it's one third of a feature length movie yeah, it's like a sixth of an Avengers film. Yeah, and I knew that within the first 24 minutes of the second half of this show that it was going to be that long. Nice. They say you usually know within the first 24 minutes. Yeah. But, but you did it already. I though. did, yeah. Great Scott production and trivia. There's a lot of this too. Yeah, so this um, episode was directed by someone named Harold Ramis. <laughs> you know who that is, right? Yeah, from Ghostbusters. Yeah, from Ghostbusters. But he also directed Safety Training and Beach Games. Oh, I love Safety Training. And The Delivery Part 2. And now he's not doing much directing because he's dead. Yeah. Well, he's a ghost. Oh, they better not bring him back in the next Ghostbusters and bust him. Yeah, that would be bizarre. And it was also written by Jennifer Collada. If you like Jennifer Collada. <laughs> you love this episode. Good job, Jennifer. I, um, well, I, I, I'll decline to say what I thought of this episode. Until the end. Yes. So here's some other trivia. The episode was shot in a real Benihana restaurant. Oh, and then another thing about Benihana. Um, well, not Benihana specifically, but remember when Jim throws a shrimp at Dwight? Yes. So during the filming, it actually landed in Dwight's glass of water. Mm-hmm. And stopped production for a good 15 minutes because everyone was clapping on set. And then they decided not to use it because it actually seemed a little too well placed. Yeah. It's like those scenes where you do something amazing and then like how many takes did that take? Like I was watching the outtakes from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And there's like a part where like Ramona Flowers drops off an Amazon box for him. And he throws it over his shoulder and it lands in the trash can. And it took like 30 takes. 
Oh, really? Because he has to do it in one movement. He has to get it and just throw it, and he can't look. Michael Sarah, yeah. and he's not very athletic. But he eventually gets in. Nice. And it saved the film from being a financial failure. <laughs> <laughs> the, he had to like take a bunch of breaks. They had to give him water, squeeze water from a Gatorade bottle yeah, into yeah. his mouth. Right. And then when he got it, they dumped the entire Gatorade five-gallon <laughs> bucket on him. Yeah, and this episode was the second most watched show on TV that night what was in first? December. Um, Survivor. Typical. <laughs> yeah, back in 2006. So there's one other thing in the production, which is that, you know, those uh, ladies they bring back to the office, Michael and Andy, they're not the same ones that they're talking to. And... Uh, bad choice, I guess, because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because like, you can't have waitresses and be like hitting on them or whatever and then just grab two other ones and be like, let's go. Like, exactly. You have to hit on them too, I think. Or at least like make them trust you in some way. Yeah. But it's even worse that Craig Daniels says that they were like looking to hire like worse looking actors. They casted Rude. two good of looking Benihana waitresses. Yeah, but so they had to get like worse looking people. Well, no, he's saying that the ones that they brought back were too good looking for what they wanted, which was that Michael and Andy ended up bringing back worse looking waitresses. Oh, and a lot of people thought, I gather, that the show was being racist because they're like, people won't even notice that the women are different. Yeah, but actually, it's the opposite. The fact that people didn't notice means they're racist because the show thought it'll be funny it'll be an extra joke the fact that they didn't bring home the same people and then oh, no one I noticed and so then they're like well that's not our fault <laughs> we thought it would be funny that they were different and you thought they were the same so i mean i've got to be honest i didn't really notice but it's until this viewing oh. um <laughs> i was watching it on standard oh. definition so you know it's all basically all a blur <laughs> yeah well i just i didn't i didn't really pay that much attention yeah and you know how all waitresses look alike. Exactly. So Especially probably if they're wearing the same uniform. Yeah. I was like, which they should have marked them with their arms with markers at the restaurant. And then when we, they got back, I'd be like, hey, there's no marks. Where are your exes? But I want to say that the two that they bring home, I don't remember the ones that are there, but one of the ones, <laughs> one of the ones that they bring back to the office is Kulap Vialisak. Vialisak, something like that. It's, uh, she's from, uh, she's from a bunch of podcasts. Like, oh, look who charted for a long time. And she's oh. on other podcasts. She made a documentary and she's married to Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang. So she's been on Comedy Bang Bang. Wow. And on, she was on Analyzed Fish, where the late Harris Whittles tries to get uh, Scott Ackerman to like the band Fish. He was alive at the time. Oh, okay. That's cool. She's a fellow podcaster. And the other one was Kate on, but both of them have a lot of acting credits right up until this year. So good for them. Great. This was really their breakthrough role, though. Mm -hmm. So another piece of trivia that I gathered, you know how during the karaoke portion, um, Michael and Andy sing um, Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer? Yeah. So to get um, John Mayer to give them the rights to sing this song, he requested a Dundee from... Really? Yeah. And he got... um, the Dundee that he got was tallest guy in music. <laughs> Good thing Jim didn't play music. Yeah. He is really tall, huh? I guess. I didn't know his height. 6'3". He's 6'3". Good job for John Mayer. And I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but I'm giving him my Dundee. <laughs> for I didn't even see you there. Because he wasn't on this episode. Exactly. So another piece of trivia... The closest Benihana to Scranton is two hours away. Wow. Where's the closest Benihana to Fort Collins, Colorado? That's a good um that's uh, a good question. I don't I can't even picture what it looks like. I've never seen the sign. It's not like a PF Chang's that I've seen, you know. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say like, Oh, I went to Benihana last night. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a East Coast thing. Hmm. And the other thing is that Oh, there's one in Broomfield and one in Denver, Colorado. Oh. So I guess We've been missing Broomfield's out. closer. We could go there and then and then do one of the other things there are to do in Broomfield, like see LCD sound system at the First Bank Center. That's the only thing I've ever done there. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever been there. Have you ever seen LCD sound system? No, but I went to his wine bar in Brooklyn. That's the same. <laughs> same experience. 
It's really just about being near James Murphy. Was he there? Exactly. Um, not that I know of, but oh. I don't really know what he looks like. Maybe he was behind the wall. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, that was probably the most hipster thing I've ever done. Hmm. Besides this podcast. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, another thing to note, Nancy Walls mm-hmm. is Carol. She's good Steve trivia. Phils. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about her because okay. Nancy Wall. Because I was listening to the oral history of The Daily Show, and oh. they were together on that, Steve Carell and Nancy Wall. So, according to Wikipedia, they've been together since 1995. Yeah, they were both correspondents on The Daily Show. Like, Oh, is that on. how they met? I don't know if, they, if that's how they met or if they had... I don't remember, because I'm sure it said, but they might have been dating already, but they were both on it together. So, I think last time when I was saying... Last time she was on and I said something like, oh, I wonder if they met on The Office yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, you can just go ahead and delete that from your memory. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He knows about stuff. Yeah. Well, that's kind of romantic to be correspondents together on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Although. Oh, wait. They were on. I don't know when they started, but they were on. Uh, they were talking about like the 2000 election. So I'm guessing they were together before because I don't mm-hmm. think they'd been on The Daily Show mm-hmm. five years before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, moving on to the Finer Things Club. Yeah, because we have so many things to talk about because the episode is so jam-packed. And it's so good. Finer Things Club is just basically turned into quotes for me. It's quotes from Michael, usually. Yeah. Um, Like, nice slice of holiday Pam with a side of candied Pams and some Pam chops. Is this ham chops? Pork. Pork knuckle. Pork knuckle. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. That's why I thought. It, was like, it should have been pork chops, right? Um, yeah. Or, exactly. or Pam Hawks. Pam Hawks. <laughs> um, I like Jim taking years away from Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> or suddenly she's not yo-ho, no mo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I also like, how can you I be... You nothing but good to your hoe. <laughs> <laughs> how can I be there for Michael when I'm here for Michael? <laughs> yeah, I, I also wrote down Dwight having to sit separately at Benny Hanna because couldn't he just like, Switch with one of the, with the the man. Yeah, because it would make more sense if they had sat down without enough seats in a row, and the family was already there, you know. But mm-hmm. they're just sitting down at the same time. Exactly. And then Michael's like, "Don't make them move," and I'm like, "They should just move anyway because they're polite." Also, or like they're gonna have they're getting punished the entire episode by having to have Dwight shout exactly over them. and throwing shrimp over them. Yeah, yeah. So they should have just done that. They're bad people, and they got punished for it. But speaking I don't of feel them, bad. <laughs> speaking of them, one of my finer things club is when Dwight's trying to yell across the table how to clean a goose. Yeah, and there's going to be a good amount of blood. Yeah, and the face of the woman who, as soon as she he starts explaining it, just starts like staring off and looking like, <laughs> and then like her face the entire time he's talking is so funny. Yeah, it is really funny. It's hard to look at her specifically because Dwight's being so animated, but yeah, she has the best. The best expression, yeah. which is like a great opportunity for them to be like, okay, do you want to just switch with us? Because like yeah. you're yelling. You're ruining our time. Exactly. And just the interaction between Dwight and that lady is so good. You know, mm-hmm. I think he would know, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. they're just in constant conflict. They should have a spinoff. They really should. It's just Dwight being seated next to that couple over and over again over the years. <laughs> Every Christmas. And they get older. <laughs> like because they you know you they only again. Get to eat once once in a while yeah um i also really liked when dwight's looking over the real estate contract from carol mm-hmm. right after the breakup and he just realizes like how smart of a cookie she is he's trying to comfort michael but then he accidentally sings her praises because she's just <laughs> so good at real estate god oh what did she do here oh i see what she did wow <laughs> yeah uh, and then the the 24-hour quote that you already referenced. And I just like the name of the validity committee. Yeah. The validity committee. And just Jim's entire interaction during that one. Like, mm-hmm. ah, permission denied. Mm-hmm. Keep it down. I'm in session. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and they obey him, too. Yeah. Well, he plays to Dwight's uh, respect for authority. Mm-hmm. You know? Or like whenever Dwight comes up with a paradigm and then you can use it against him, like the Stanley Nichols, you know? Yeah, exactly. Where he's like, oh, this sounds real too. 
Yeah. Just like the party planning committee is. Yeah, Jim was really going for it this episode in terms of Dwight. That's right. Um, Should we go to crack open a cold open? Yeah, I love this cold open. Describe it in detail. Dwight walks in. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a beanie on, a beanie that he wore in a in a previous episode hmm. um is it red it's orange oh he wore it in lazy scranton oh it's probably his hunting beanie yeah he found a goose on the side of the road and he plops it on pam's desk and then toby comes up and says hey like you can't have this we already went over it didn't he hit it because mm. it was gonna be fresh he meredithed it <laughs> just got a tiny crack in its pelvis and also it's dead <laughs> and also it's dead <laughs> also your goose is dead <laughs> um and then he wants to you know it's a christmas miracle that's mm-hmm. what that's my favorite part of it is when he says it's a christmas miracle and he's like please toby please some people got attached to the duck that i brought in to prepare for yeah. lunch which question um how are you going to prepare a duck in gonna cook an, a, duck? a lunch break? Yeah. This whole thing is so funny because he says he's going to clean it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, he says, I'm going to make it with a wild rice dressing. <laughs> and then he says, do we have any cayenne pepper in the kitchen? Like, do you have wild rice in the, <laughs> in the kitchen? Like, you have everything else? All you need is the cayenne pepper? <laughs> do you have a Nakiri knife in there? Yeah, he probably does under his desk. Yeah, yeah. He'll kill it with a bow and arrow again. <laughs> um, Trivia, that was a real goose. Really? Yeah, probably not. Oh. <laughs> well, and then Pam says, I would like it off my desk. Mm-hmm. And Dwight is like, take a chill pill, Pam. And it was right after he was just begging Toby. Yeah, yeah. For, to be allowed to do it. And Toby says you can, but you have to clean it in your car. Where's, yeah. How is he going to have, have bucket room? Yeah. To catch all the blood. <laughs> Seems like a big endeavor for just like for a work day. <laughs> it's so funny, but it doesn't hold up when you think about it. That's okay. We'll let it slide. Absolutely. In the name of Nutcracker Christmas. Exactly. Well, yeah. Super funny, though. And it gets like a lot of information about Dwight. And it's cool to have Dwight and Toby have a conflict like that. Yeah. And also that everyone else in the office is getting excited because they want to eat it. Yeah. Well, especially Phyllis. I like goose. Yeah. I've never eaten goose. Have you? Yeah, I have. It is really dark meat. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like duck. Yeah. Duck's all greasy. Mm-hmm. But it's really good in some cases. Like if it's in bad, Asian it's gross. Food. Yeah, it has to be like crispy. Mm-hmm. Crispy duck. We I used to work at a Thai restaurant and we used to have this dish called crispy duck. And every time someone would order it, it's like one of those fajita plates that sizzles and then the whole oh. like restaurant gets filled with smoke. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. What is that? And if you breathe it too much, you everyone starts coughing. And a couple of times, like just everyone in the restaurant's coughing. Oh, wow. Much like someone though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much like someone Well, I know. I'm not going to edit that one up. Yeah. No, uh, you know. I guess I got some duck eggs recently. Oh, yeah. And I ate one. And I was looking up and it's like, duck eggs are like chicken eggs, but they've got even more flavor. Like even more e- eggs than chicken eggs are. <laughs> and I ate it and I was like, I don't know if I like egg flavor enough, but I want more egg flavor. <laughs> like, like you have a less flavorful egg that I could maybe eat? Because, ugh. Because like, egg- eggs are like supposed to be like, I don't know, like bread or like polenta, something that you flavor it not that it flavors other things yeah i mean it's thinking about eggs is just gross like eggs don't hold up to scrutiny when it comes to thinking about what you're eating so the less you have to think about it the better so moral of the story is the cold open doesn't hold up and neither do eggs yeah ultimately um ducks and geese are just made to to fly man exactly they're not made to be in your tummy yeah because they can't fly in there (laughs) <laughs> okay let's move on to i think we got to go into the references kevin's chilies because there's so many so, so many. many so many um starting out with a cold open and circle gets the square yeah um from hollywood squares i've never seen that but i thought that's what it was from and when i looked it up i it was, was vindicated vindicated great i was like great i knew job. it mm-hmm. kind of whoopi goldberg that one that's guy on that's on it a lot. Whoopi Goldberg is like a professional celebrity. 
Yeah. What else do we have? People. Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. Even though he can't see his wife. Are you saying he doesn't love her? (laughs) I am. Because he was married to someone from 2001 to 2012. But then he got (laughs) remarried in 2017. So I don't say it's anything to do with his vision. But, you know, he doesn't seem to love her that much. Kai Miller. (laughs) Kai Millard? (laughs) Mallard. Kai Mallard. And now he's married to Tomika Bracey. Bracey. So, and he, and he had another wife before that. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe not the best comparison. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> Certainly not because you don't recognize the person. <laughs> You're oh. not even dating. How do you think it went? Question. <laughs> How do you think it went when they were inviting those girls to come to the office party? How did they decide who was with who? Because they like decide really quickly and it last the girls even recognize it well that's where it doesn't really make any sense because they call one of them cindy and then they're like let's invite him back and then andy's like you've had a hard day so i'll give you cindy so then when they invite them it's not cindy yeah well they would know that but we don't i mean they're na- they have names on imdb i don't think they say their names right no i don't think so but what's your question it was like if you if you're with someone and then you invite two people to go do something, wouldn't you just see what clicked if you didn't know them instead yeah. of just being like, that's yours. Instead of staking your claim from the get-go. And, but yeah, but it's like, and I could see if like the guys were like, I'll give you that one or whatever. Some, mm-hmm. some stupid thing. But the girls are also like, why are you talking to me? I'm not yours. I'm the other one. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they like immediately were on board with like, yep, we're paired up now. Like, Yeah, that's weird. I don't really get the girls in this episode. We, she that one clearly whispers something about it, probably a, a a BJ. Oh, is that what it is? Well, I would assume <coughs> it's about BJ Novak. Yep. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to give you a BJ Novak. <laughs> uh, no, and I think she's going to say something really sexual to Michael. Yeah. But he like totally loses her. But I'm not sure when it happens because if you look at their faces, they seem to like just get more into it when they're singing "Body Is Wonderland" and stuff. I would like have it then become like less and less impressed because they're at like a terrible christmas party like getting more yeah. and more bored and you know wanting to leave but that's not really the case it's like at the very end they're like we're tired we're leaving yeah i don't know that is bizarre yeah. the whole thing just doesn't make a lot of sense i don't think they had a good emotional arc in this episode no not with the girls not with the love story the love triangle i think we should just alternate when it comes to the songs and our references, because there are okay. so many songs. I have seven, eight or something. Yeah. Um, Goodbye, My Lover. Um, a great song by... James Blunt. James Blunt, that's right. I've um, only heard the 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, man. What a sad song. And you only need to hear that 30 seconds. Over and over again. You oh, just need a taste. Another reference is I think that that's probably playing from Amazon. You know, oh. Amazon, you could listen to 30 seconds. And iTunes. Yeah. Back when we bought music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got two tickets to paradise. With Eddie two Money. Two tickets to paradise. Back your bags. We're leaving um, the day after tomorrow. Let's see. Because uh, I think the original lyric is two tickets to paradise. Pack your bags. We leave tonight. Yeah. The day after. <laughs> yeah. Um, You ought to know. Alanis Morissette. You, you. You, 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 you. I don't know. A lot of office memes with that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know, like it has Kevin over and over again. It says you, you. It's like, yeah, it would be like, are you watching The Office again? You, you, you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Um, We got Waltz of the Flowers from The Nutcracker. That's that. Oh. Do, 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 do. Actually, I think it's that song. I didn't even look it up. I think that's the song. Or Sugar Plum Fairy, Waltz of the Sugar Plum Fairy or something. Oh, is that it? I don't know. I'm not going to get technical on like... I got, I got like, ballet schooled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get technical on that, but... Um, we've got um, the Mariah Carey song. What is it? Uh, we Should Be Together or something like that. The one that Kelly sings. Oh, I, I forgot to look that one up. Oh, you're right. What is it? Sugar it, Plum Fairy? It must have been the Sugar Plum one. Because this is it, right? Yeah. Was that it? I th- I think they were no, just playing the, the Nutcracker. Um, oh yeah. Oh, there's a remix. Uh, here's from the Royal Opera Ballet. 
You knew exactly what it was. Let's listen to that for the remainder of the references. Okay. Um, next, I got Spinning and Reeling. Oh, by Creed Bratton himself. By Creed Bratton. Yeah. I didn't know cool. he had solo music. Neither did I. I just thought it was grassroots, right? Yeah. Everybody knows I'm crazy about you. <laughs> I know. I need to... I need to... We should make a mix CD of just the songs from this episode. Whoa. We'll make a Spotify playlist and share it. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Except, then, uh, there's one problem. What? I don't want to hear any of these songs. <laughs> what about Goodbye, My Lover? <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, could we make a playlist that only includes 30 seconds of it and we'll, on a loop? <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny, actually. <laughs> Speaking of music on a loop, I'll turn that off. Um, <laughs> one time we're listening to the XX. You know that really oh, popular yeah. song of theirs? Mm-hmm. Crystallized. That down, 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 down. Yeah. Down. Okay. And so we're listening to it. it was like it came on YouTube. We were listening to music and it was like auto playing. And it took us forever to realize it was like this 20 minute loop of that. Like not the whole song. It just like, <laughs> kept going from like the chorus to the verse to the chorus to the verse. So like all the transitions were right. Oh my so gosh. the longest like song I've ever heard. <laughs> But it takes you a really long time because you're not really listening to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a background, like, I don't know. Also, it's kind of engaging. I it's, like that song. It's a good song, but man, it really gets old after t- 10 minutes. We got another song? Yeah, we do. It's called We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. Oh, we belong, we belong together, Ryan. That's good. Wow, it's really intense. I wonder how um how she did the, like, verses what else do we have we got a song by a little band called sticks oh um lady from the moment i saw you that's the one whoa 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 um we've got i always have i always knew that freaks and geeks version of that song lady do you remember that i kind of do because jason seagull sings it to the main character can't remember her first name right now Lindsay. oh um, yeah and it's so awkward oh yeah i do remember that oh i love jason seagull here are we become a clip show Cause yeah i know holding up micro laptops <laughs> to the microphone this song says all the things that i haven't been able to oh this is so cute but i mean it what a cringy that episode is the most cringy and also my favorite of that whole show i love that show yeah i wish they wouldn't have canceled it yeah you know they should bring it back and like they did with wet hot american summer and all the actors will just be like 20 years older oh no (laughs) but they'll still be in high school um what what other references do we have oh um and little drummer boy Oh, Little Drummer Boy, Which yeah. is actually known originally as Carol of the Drum. You know who it was written by? No. God? <laughs> no, it was actually written by teacher and music composer Catherine, Kencott, Catherine Kennicott Davis in 1941. Wow, that's an old song. Oh, I thought it would be older. It's, um... That was from the Old Testament. It's, oh, wait, um, the New Testament, definitely. It's Angela's favorite song. I know, she wants to walk down the aisle to it. And it was first recorded in 1951, so... It, after a decade, I thought she she was like, let's <laughs> dust off this notebook, get someone to f***ing sing it. <laughs> oh, speaking of me swearing just then. <laughs> oh, never mind. That should go in the next section. Okay. We got a reference to, I guess, TV when Angela says, I don't come to your house and steal your Hello Kitty backpack. Oh. I don't really get Hello Kitty. What is Hello Kitty originally? It's a brand. Yeah, I know, but, it, it, but it, I guess the backpack, it's probably not a TV. It's just like <laughs> a reference to the clothing because it's like toys and clothes and but, you know, she's it's in, like, like, books and stuff. Yeah, but it's, like, um, Lisa Frank, kind of. It's, like, I don't know, like, um, an Asian uh, cartoon character. Yeah. I guess. They revealed that Hello Kitty is actually a girl, not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Uh, I think it was the company. She's a perpetual third grade student who lives outside London. Right. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I thought yeah. she was a cat. <laughs> yeah, because her name is Hello Kitty. She's a media franchise including product line, apparel, toy line, manga, anime, popular music, and other media. We should have come up with this. This would have been so easy. So she easy. doesn't even have a mouth. 
<laughs> I would give her two mouths if it were me with the pen. Exactly. Uh, okay, and then we got those puns. Okay, uh, we get some references to Nikiri and Shuba knives. Nikiri knives are really expensive. Oh, yeah? I bet the Shuba ones are too. Yeah, I looked up um, how they compare. Both knives look similar at first glance, but in fact, they have subtle differences that make them suited to different tasks in the kitchen. Hmm. Um, what would be good for like for like a big production, lots of food that you're creating for like a family style? You're not going to believe this. Nikiri. Uh, neither of them. No. <laughs> Do you know how to spell shuba? I would guess S nope. accent. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it starts with a U. U S U V A. I had a hard time googling because I didn't know. Shuba knife. I would just type S H O E B A. Well, I mean, it's Japanese, so I guess however you spell it, yeah, it's just representing what it says in Japanese. But uh, but it's the Japanese word for thin blade, and it's a single bevel knife, which means it's only sharpened on one side. It's ideal for precision cutting. Need to cut wafer thish daikon radish. This is the tool for the job. No, I don't need to cut that. So the nakiri is an ideal way for beginner to intermediate level cooks. I would probably get that. Oh. Thanks to its double bevel blade, it is easier to cut with and sharpening it is simple. This is your go-to blade for prepping vegetables and slicing them thinly if necessary. Burn. So if you're working in this quantity, I don't know. I think he would know. So do it. Yeah. Okay. um, And then I think we got references to, oh, restaurants, Benihana, Asian Hooters, which is also a reference to Hooters, which is like the fifth one. My God. Yeah. Um, it's, It's not a strip club. It's no. A, it's a restaurant. And there's like for 600. A family restaurant. 600 locations worldwide. 600? That doesn't sound like very many, huh? Um, <laughs> Too many. And then some food. Double fudge brownies and cupcakes. Oh my God, there's so many references. Let's get the hell out of here. Nagasaki's. Oh, Nagasaki. That seems offensive. It really is because it's a city that was bombed. And it seems like they just came up with the drink for the name. Eggnog and sake. Yeah. Gross. Ugh. I don't like anything with dairy. We should have drank That's one alcohol. on the podcast, though. Yeah, but let's go to second drink. Okay. Second drink. It's not Nagasaki's. Spoiler. I'm drinking the Mountain Standard IPA by Odell Brewing. How is it? It's great. It used to be a black IPA. Uh, now it's not. Not this can, but the Mountain Standard used to be a black IPA. Oh, I remember that. And this year they just changed it to a different beer. So, I don't know. Come up with a new name. For real. Because it's misleading. That's not a standard. <laughs> That's right. It's unstandard. No. What'd you get? I'm drinking the Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water from its classic lime from Oscar Blues. Pretty cool. They're really good. I drank one of those at the suggestion. brewery and it was yummy. And it was $6, so. I got the 12-pack at the brewery for 17 so. That's way better. <laughs> okay. Now, we got a section... We gotta, we gotta go faster. We got a section about um, how the show is like a documentary. And it's called. We gotta make sure YouTube comes down to film this. What do you got first for that? Jim's face when Pam and Karen are talking. So this is referencing when Karen and, or so when Pam comes over to Karen after the meeting and is like, "Wow, that was really rough." Mm-hmm. You can see Jim's face in the background just being kind of shocked. That it, it like zooms in on him. Yeah. The camera zooms past the people that are talking to show his face slowly. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to react. He's like, mm, okay, guess they're talking now. Which I don't know what he was expecting. Then to be enemies? Yeah, and fight over him and duel. Like all girls are? Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, the hottest ones in the office. We got a bleeping from Michael Swear when he's riding his clearly used oh, old yeah. 70s bicycle into the place. Yeah. I love when they bleep swears on shows. Me it's too. so funny. Yeah. I always think about Arrested Development and the pilot. There's a thing where where uh, he says, I've got the worst f***ing attorneys. And they beep it out. <laughs> it's so funny. And then on the DVD, it's like the un- uncut one. And they just say it. And it's not as funny as saying mm-hmm. as the beep. But I know what Michael was saying. He was saying f- he was saying, Fuck. <laughs> So both of those are just going to be edited out. <laughs> um, what, what else you got? Um, I, you know, I didn't have a lot for this. Um, there's one moment I noticed with the camera crew obviously asking Jim a question at Benihana when he responds, well, I don't know what the difference between 
me pranking now and me not wanting to prank with Pam was, I guess they're the same. Yeah. It's like, how, how is this okay. different than what you were going to do with Pam? You fuck. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. <laughs> uh, I only had one more, which was Kevin looking right at the camera after Toby feels his robe for a minute and then leaves the room. <laughs> And Kevin just slowly looks at the camera. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because Toby's so jealous because his rope got taken. He does get one in the end. They should have just not given it to Hannah. She'll be gone soon anyway. Yeah, and she's not going to want this Dunder Mifflin. she probably find something wrong with it. Yeah, probably her, her son doesn't like it. The color. Yeah, it's not pink. Yeah. Um, let's do, speaking of the robes, fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. Okay, so... Notable fashion in this show would be Angela's shirt, which is like an Edwardian blouse. What's what's that word? No, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> I, can't you. I don't know say what you mean. It. I can't say Edwardian. What does that mean? It's like um, the era. Oh, okay. So, like from 1901 to 1910. Wow, you really narrowed that res- down. I did the research. <laughs> Edwardian era fashion. I said when we were watching it, I'm going to need to rely on you for Angela's thing. I don't even know. I don't even have the vocabulary to describe it. To me, it's like, (laughs) looks like like Batman's fake abs, but made out of a doily. (laughs) That probably would have been. So Edwardian blouse is like what she's wearing. It's like one of those like, um, it's like she got at the American Girl doll store. It goes all the way to her her wrists for sure yeah like this oh definitely it looks you know i don't know if i would notice it too much she has the nutcracker pin on it but when she sings at the end and she has her hands in that weird position by her chest which i'm guessing increases airflow or something (laughs) i've never seen anyone do that in my life but that that's when i notice it the most it's like who is this weird anachronistic lady and she's got green tinsel in her hair which gives it a little flare that you wouldn't be expecting i know i thought green was horish yeah me too but orange is horish because phyllis is wearing it <laughs> angela sucks um oh we have also got the microfiber robes that don't soak up any water when you get out of the shower they're more for lounging oh did they say that no but you i just, just know, know. yeah i have one of those they're so nice but have you put it on after the shower <laughs> yes <laughs> but i don't use it as a towel i use it so i don't have oh. so i can feel cozy I like the terry cloth ones oh, that are terry. like a towel. Okay. Well, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm right. No. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, because if it's cotton, then it'll get like mildewy, right? Ew. How often do you wash your towel? Never, because it wanted to stay <laughs> soft. <laughs> you Gross. Know the, the, if you have the microfiber ones and you wash it, it's not going to be the same. I'm going to get two different robes one for when i get out of the shower and one for when i'm lounging and then one other one just for sparesies yeah exactly for guests (laughs) (laughs) um well you know last time i said something about somebody kevin and i didn't put it in fashion show but i decided it is fashion and this time i want to say something similar about creed creed has a lot more hair he goes like almost totally bald by the end of the show oh sad Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't have the hair to even dye black by the end. It's to, like to the, act like he's thirty. It's like the memes that they show of Obama at the first year of his his presidency and the last. Mm-hmm. It's like black hair, gray hair. Right. Yeah. And that's what the office does to you too. It's like running the country. But you run him out. You like run out of hair. Yeah. Exactly. Let's see what else do we have. Oh, I kind of like Pam's ensemble. It was like a turtleneck. Red turtleneck. That's like a sweater. Yeah. Not, and a, then, not a shirt. It's Well, I mean, it is a shirt, but it's like embroidered. It's got like texture to it. Yeah. It's like cable knit. And then it's got, and then she's got like cute little earrings to go. Yeah. It's, you know, like Pam is dressed really conservatively because like. But it still looks cute. I know. It's just her boobs look so good in that <laughs> shirt. I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Because it's like a pretty, it should be look, look a lot frumpier than it does. It's really like form fitting. Oh, form and she's fitting. got a nice push up bra on. Okay. See? I didn't so that know. was a fashion show, fashion show, fashion no, show. No, I got more. Oh. Michael's got a tie <laughs> with a train with snowmen on it. I think he wears this in other Christmas episodes, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know. We should we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And I wanted to mention, uh, you know how Dwight usually wears a mustard shirt, but sometimes he wears 
a gray shirt that looks nicer yeah and it's rare i don't think it is that rare because the rest we started the show he's it, been wearing that yeah every time we start <laughs> or once we started fashion show at lunch he's been wearing gray i think it's because you don't notice it because it's just so normal looking but when it's orange you notice it yeah but it's like if you dress like dwight's been dressed in every episode we've done this about you wouldn't even know it's dwight if you like dressed up with that as for halloween that's true it's not any like mustard or brown or anything it's like gray and dark green and anyway but I, i'm gonna stop mentioning it i just wanted to mention that <laughs> it's been really consistent and that's actually not that out of place okay done with that let's go on to do you think the world is crawling with phyllisis where we talk about the character the characters chair models the chair models well first ryan's got a whole thing of excuses including some that are contradictory like that he can't go to benihana because he has a peanut allergy but also he just ate there last night <laughs> And he's also not feeling well. Maybe because he ate there. And he had a peanut allergy and now he's got an allergic reaction. Remember earlier when I said, I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, Benny Hunt, I ate there last night. Mm -hmm. I was lying because I heard Ryan say it. That's right. Have you ever heard someone say, I can't go to that restaurant because my grandfather fought in World War II? (laughs) I I feel like Michael would be like, okay. Yeah. Well, I love how he feels his forehead with his hand. Yeah, that's so cute. (laughs) Okay, well, feel better. Come on, Jim. And Jim's like, damn it. Yeah. And then Ryan says he keeps him in his... Flip phone. But he didn't need it. He just rattled those off. Keep him in here. Keep up. That's a cute scene, though. Yeah. We've got Kelly, who sings the Mariah Carey song to... To Ryan. To Ryan and makes him feel uncomfortable. And that's about it, right? Yeah, Kelly doesn't do too much. Kevin gets touched by Toby, and he goes to Angela's party just for the brownies, which turns out to be a bad call. And he could have just left and gone to the other party. I don't know. This is like a rule. You can't leave. I guess. one No re-entry. <laughs> so, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just taking the chance that the other one's not as good, though. Yep. So, Meredith loves the drinking game idea in the party planning committee. And she grabs a handle of vodka. And says that Long Islands are too sweet. I always think when I'm watching this episode, is this the one where she catches her hair on fire? Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's a different themed Christmas. Yeah. But whenever she's walking with that, I'm like, this is the kickoff to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, there's plenty in this episode. Uh, Toby has the whole scene with the goose incident. And then he doesn't get a robe. But at the end, Pam gives him a robe. Yeah, what a sweet thought. But just his voice when when Dwight takes it and he's like, why? He's such a pushover. Yeah. And it's so funny is that he loves the robe. No one else really even seems to care. But he when he gets it, he's he's like feeling it. He's, like, he's like, wow, nice Christmas gift. Yeah, this is a nice robe. Yeah. And it is a nice robe, I wanted to say. Uh, uh, yeah. The color is nice and the Dunder Mifflin thing isn't that in, uh, intrusive. Yeah. So. I agree. I would I would wear that robe. Yeah, I would if it was if it was terry cloth. You know, I'd probably be less likely to wear it if I worked at Dunner Mifflin, a boring paper company. But since it's the representative for this show, I would definitely wear yeah, it. Yeah, we should get ourselves some. I have a shirt that just says Dunner Mifflin, and I wouldn't wear that if I worked there. Yeah, that would be. It's like, well, I work at the off five, so I have to wear that. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Okay, um, so Angela, we've kind of talked about what she's doing and wearing but she also hid the power cord for the karaoke machine to sabotage the other party sabotage sabotage what what are you saying are you saying sandwich yeah (laughs) sabotage she got to sing her favorite song too yeah she's uh i wrote down controlling bitter and unpleasant sounds about right she probably keep that for next (laughs) the next episode yeah we'll just keep that there she's mean to hannah Mean to Kevin, mean to the waitresses, mean to Phyllis. Don't tell Phyllis what to do because they say Phyllis can do something. And then she tells Phyllis what to do. She's mean to every person she interacts with directly. Yeah. But then you get to see her softer side when she's sad and talking to Dwight later. And she, oh, this leads me to my question, which is, what do you think Angela's sister is like? Because they haven't <laughs> talked in 16 years. Probably like like a, a, a Jamie type. <laughs> a Jamie type. How, uh, many, how many years? 17? 16? 16, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she didn't even remember what they were fighting about. I could be wrong, but I think maybe they work it out when they go to the wedding at the end. Oh. I think you like see her sister. Really? 
Oh, I tried to block out that last season. Oh man, you gotta you gotta uh, go hypnotherapy and and uncover what that season did to you. Yeah, I know. I should. <laughs> you know, Oscar shows up for a second with Gil. I didn't even notice. What? No. When is that? Are you kidding? No. When Angela's singing, when Angela's singing "Little Drummer Boy," Oscar and Gil walk in, and then Oscar says, "Oh, it's too soon," and they leave. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I remembered. <laughs> I didn't write anything down for that, so I didn't. I didn't remember. Yeah, but we just watched it. <laughs> it was like an hour ago. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I love fine. Stanley's fine, line, "Fruity and delicious." <laughs> it reminds me a lot of The Lion King. Slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> oh yeah i love that show i mean that movie um phyllis is always wearing whorish colors according to angela yeah even though phyllis is engaged and doesn't seem to show any signs of being a a whorish character (laughs) at all unlike some little prudish ladies that we know yeah um what about carol she just doesn't know how to deal with michael because he uh, took their family photo. Which, how do you think he got that? Maybe it was on their MySpace. And, yeah. Uh, then put his face over her ex-husband's. He thinks he's really good at Photoshop. That's right. He could have probably put anyone from the office's face. <laughs> for some reason. Skeezin's greetings. I like that. Carol. Carol doesn't. Gets really put in an awkward situation. Can you imagine... You're, if you're broken up with somebody, yes. Or do you always just get broken up? With? <laughs> um, most of them are amicable. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. But actually, I do usually get broken up with. Oh, why? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love too hard and too deep. And... Okay. <laughs> well, when someone was breaking up with you, wouldn't it be awkward if during that time, if you were being all positive, and then they had to switch the mood yeah yeah and that's what happens to such an extent with carol where he's actually like trotting around and telling her to spin around oh my god you're such to... a blonde and he like he has this plan to take her to sandals jamaica even though she has like, kids and a family well i mean the kids are her family but with no notice day after yeah. tomorrow they're leaving and he still does it after she breaks up with him yeah or is trying to he's like no nah, nah, don't worry about that <laughs> we're gonna go on a vacation <laughs> that would be the worst yeah i actually think it would be worse to be the person having to break up with the person versus getting broken up one with yeah broken yeah. up and with oh yeah because you have to you're the one that has to do it yeah i've uh i've done both and they're not great yeah i'm now i'm trying to think back and i feel like i have broken up with people it's just like it gets to the point where you're just like, okay, like, wow. you know, like, it's not, I've never had to, like, switch the mood. It's always just been like, well, this is pretty evident. I know. It's like, okay, great. And it's like, you can send all these passive aggressive things through, like, text first, you know, like, not responding yeah. to text and then about everything. You look at the, we need to talk text. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, what's going on? Hey, spin around, show <laughs> yeah. everyone. I just you guys met my new girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always says, I don't know who you've met, but this is one of them. Like he dates so many people. Oh my god! Yeah. How Why would he even awkward. say that? It's not true, and it is even worse. For... It's so bad. I feel like the we're proposal. talking about Michael more than Carol. yeah. Carol's uh, got a lot of agency, though. She does break up with Michael and goodbye forever. If you walk out that door, she's like, "I know, <laughs> it's over." Yep. Uh, oh, we get to see Daryl play his synthesizer. Oh, yeah, and this won't be the last time. Sounds like a keyboard. And I think I mentioned in a different episode that that was just something he did for the cast. That's awesome. Before that was part of his character, and, like, Meredith uh, would sing. Um, Yeah, and then we have Roy. Um, He's giving Pam some attention. He's asking her how to wrap gifts, and Karen thinks it's really cute and that Pam should date him. Do you think she feels a little bit threatened, Karen? By Pam? Yeah. She's like, this will she's like, in the bud. Yeah, she's like, why don't you date him? And why do you think Pam doesn't mention it? Because then uh, she doesn't want to open up that can of worms. Yeah, I feel like it's like too much, too soon. Like, you know, like what would she say? Like, oh, we were actually engaged for five years. Oh, yeah, we did. We actually did date for a while, you know. It didn't work s- out. Since high school until recently. 
because someone Thanks else for bringing on, it up. Someone else in the office said they were in love with me. I won't say who, but you know you probably, them very well. Yeah, yeah, probably know what his butt looks like. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the better response. Yeah. No, I guess I see why she didn't say that. But it's, like, yeah, maybe. it's awkward because she says that it's like Karen's going to find that out at some point. It's yeah. going to be weird that she lied about it. Although, I don't know. I guess she could just be like, it was so awkward. Do you think Pam is thinking about getting back together with Roy? Well, I don't know. So, they're talking about Roy's mom. So, that's like showing their shared connection. Um, I think the fact that Roy is asking how to wrap the gifts because he's actually getting her a gift. Or he's actually putting in effort to understand, like, because probably in years past, she just bought all the gifts for his entire family, for every, you know, she seems like the type of person that would do that. Roy, just think about how you wrapped that Valentine's Day gift. Oh, that's Just right. kidding. It was the best sex of your life. Yeah, just unrolled it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I <laughs> I was uh, walking by the lake and I met this guy in a wheelchair and we talked about the birds that we saw. And then when he was leaving, he said like a wheelchair specific goodbye. Which what did was he like say? he's like, Well, I'm gonna make like a condom and roll on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well you could say that if you're sitting in your car. Yeah. But but, that's but good. rolling is like the verb if you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's or I awesome. guess if you're on roller skates or something, you could do it too. Did you, what did you say to him? Were you just like hey, I think I just <laughs> giggled? <laughs> <laughs> um what else do we have? Um, Andy, he's sucking up to Michael a lot. He compliments his bike. He does the fist bump with the explosion, showing that they've like developed a little bit of a rapport. He's complimenting Carol by saying she's even better looking than you imagined or than you described. Um, and he invites Michael to lunch, and they make this whole double date thing. So Andy's getting in a lot of FaceTime with the boss. He really is. Name repetition, personality mirroring. But I don't really like andy in this episode he's when they walk into benihana he's telling a story about how he hit on a barista and said that she looks more attractive than usual and she didn't go out with him even though he'd been buying coffee there for over a year a year can you believe it a year and then jim's like yeah yeah i can believe that actually and you know and then the way he's interacting with the waitresses at the restaurant i would put more on him than michael michael doesn't really know how to like hit on people but but Andy's doing it in this like way that's it's just kind of that like uncomfortable gray area where waitresses have to be kind of nice they to you be, because ha, ha, they're ha. getting their tips and stuff. And uh, you know, like we, when people say like their plate's empty and you're about to clear it. Oh, I didn't like it at all. You can tell. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. But then it's also like he's like making her describe her dream house and like he's getting excited, but they're just drunk and it's uh, yeah, poor form. Yeah. Um, not appropriate. Not a good look. And then, you know, bringing them back to the office. Which is really getting on Michael's good side. Yeah, he's like Michael's bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which Dwight always wanted to be. This is during that window of time. We should save for it where Michael thinks Andy is cool, kind of. Before he realizes that he's just a butt kisser. Yeah. Butt licker. <laughs> <laughs> Our prices have never been lower. Um, so who do you think's on the phone that got invited? God, there's just no way to know. <laughs> Probably his mom or something. Oh, yeah. Who are you supposed to think it could be? Yeah. You I'm, think you're supposed to think it's... Well, it can't be the waitress because the language is totally wrong. He's like describing it for the first time, clearly. It's not like he's like talking someone into it like he already told about it. Are you supposed to think it's Carol? Because he already told her about it, too. Yeah. What else could it be? I mean, it it has to be one of the two queens on Casino Night. That's right. Jan Levinson Gould. No, no Gould. That was so funny. (laughs) No. So who else we got? We've got, we've pretty much gone over what Michael's up to. That's right. Well, uh, Karen had all the ideas for the Christmas party, like the raffle, the karaoke, and the drinking oh, game that yeah. turned out to be really successful. She got kicked out, though. And her and... Yeah, which is... I feel bad for her. At first. But she and Pam get to be like a they cute really little bond. pair. Like, yeah. They're like cuter couple than Jim and Pam in some ways. Yeah. And, and definitely cuter than Jim and Karen. <laughs> yeah. I know. They're a good team. They are. And they like have fun, too, mm-hmm. while they're doing it. 
Yeah. They, they have, like, really good chemistry. They do. It's, like, this, like, Karen's kind of, like, a little bit, like, more forward and bossy. Mm-hmm. And Pam, like, will go along with it, but she loves to joke around, too. It's not exactly the same dynamic, but it's kind of similar to what Rashida Jones does on Parks and Rec with... With uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's cute. Um, so, yeah, I think we talked mostly about Dwight Michael. Michael's canceling Christmas. Yeah, because he's so sad, and he's going to maybe cancel yeah. New Year's as well. But, you know, one thing is he got broken up with, which is hard because you would think it's because he, like, proposed to her out of the blue and stuff, but it may be because he did, she wanted him to do things in bed that were foreign and scary. <laughs> the wine would have helped. What do you think those things were? <laughs> it was probably uh, not use a condom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. All right, that's an idea. I, I think maybe like maybe like some sort of like bondage or like some like tied up some stuff f- or some butt some stuff. F- some butt stuff. Some fantasy. Some like school. Some real estate agent fantasy. You, but you, you know, he has the same complaint about Chan. So maybe it's him. It's him. Or maybe it's because like that's you know, like his people excuse. like to experiment, but not Michael because he doesn't hasn't even like gotten the basics yet. Yeah. Do you think that becomes a problem with him and Holly later in Colorado? Probably not because he's like so experienced them by being with Jan. Yeah. Plus, he's gotten such great play by play feedback on his performance over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably really good now. Rewatching. Like, ah, I see what I should have done there. <laughs> I went left. I should have gone right. <laughs> Oh no. Um and then Jim says something. Okay, so Jim. Jim. He says something that I found to be quite telling. He says, If I fall back into the same kind of things I used to, then what am I doing? And that's talking about doing the prank with um Pam, but I think it's really talking about Pam. Yeah. But he's he rejects her gift. He doesn't even read the file, even though it has all of Michael's secrets in it. Or all of Dwight's secrets. He Some, should have just been like, oh, that's just such a thoughtful gift. Thank you. And, and then he doesn't, just not do anything. Yeah, like, he doesn't even take it. He doesn't, you don't have to be a dick, He doesn't dude. even say thank you. Yeah. And poor Pam's face. I know. And she's like trying to have a good attitude about it. And then... She's like, oh, yeah, totally. And then Jim does do it. But it's after he sees Roy giving Pam a gift. And after he sees Karen and Pam having a great time. Like, it's like he's always yeah. like being a... Like, trying to insert himself into her memory. I think it's the Roy thing, though. Because... Oh. Because, like, it's like, shows him look over and see that. And he's like, I gotta keep her on the line. Yeah, but Even he's though he's acting true. like he doesn't want to. On the back burner. But, like, he also has that look when her and Karen are chatting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He's just jealous. Well, I think that's, like, he feels awkward because because they're... If they become friends, it'll be awkward. Yeah, and also, it's not like he's not at all supportive because he does make the validity committee to that's, validate their committee. No, that's true. You know, he thinks he's supportive of both of them. He doesn't want to. Yeah. He wants to be the hero still. Yeah. But do you think Pam only really reaches out to Karen to like kind of instigate this trouble because before she was kind of mean to karen she didn't know why and maybe she just decided on her own but she wasn't she didn't like defend her in the moment when would have been like normal it's like later on after she thought about it you know she decided to maybe spend some time with karen and yeah i don't know it's not like she really thinks her and karen are gonna come great friends i think it's kind of it's subconscious you maybe. Know? yeah i hope so because she's like well jim's not really like down to you know be good friends so i might as well see what this Karen girl's up to maybe I can get closer to Jim. Yeah, that way. I mean, we must have a lot in common because you know Jim. So and also Dunder Mifflin. I'm sure that won't get in the way. Yeah, it never does. Well, that's that's them. Oh, and Michael's drunk during this episode too, which adds to a lot of what he's doing. Yeah, not being able to tell the difference between the waitresses and like stealing food at the then I mean, getting like his confidence and stuff. And he's such a cheapskate, donating his old crappy bike, but then he just gives it to the waitress anyway. Yeah, good thing, because that would have been really awkward to get as a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was funny how he's tried to put down everyone else's gifts. He's like, yeah. well, let's see if there's any room for it amongst all the trinkets. Yeah. <laughs> Someone went above and beyond. Yeah. Um. So, who are you going to give your Dundee to? Dundee. Dundee. Oh, you're you already giving it to John Mayer. 
Yeah, but you get to give two Dundies. <gasps> oh, yeah, I you forgot. Saved it up. Okay. Uh, well, shoot. So it's going to be three different people that get Dundies. That's hard. I think I'm going to give mine to Pam. Okay. Because she gives her gift to Toby. She's nice. She gets a great gift to Jim. She looks great in that turtleneck she sweater. She really does. <laughs> she throws the party, but then she also knows Joins. when to quit. Yeah. Uh, she is not threatened by Roy, but she doesn't act needy at all. She has a really good reaction when Jim rejects her gift like a kid. Yeah, that's so, good. I don't know. She really couldn't be any better. She's not doing anything wrong. She really just couldn't be any better. She's my queen. <laughs> Here's to you, Pam. I think I'm going to give it... Uh, the Dundee is called Nathan's Queen. Yeah. Bend the knee. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to give my Dundee... One of my Dundees to Karen. Cool. We all know why, right? But the buttons. The buttons? No. Be- because cause she throws a good party. Yeah, exactly. And she she has good ideas for a party, and she knows how to get people together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my other one is going to go to Daryl because he really saved the party with his um, synthesizer. That's right. Keyboard. Yeah. And they have like a sing-along. He knows all the songs. Yeah. I love Daryl. Doesn't seem like a synthesizer to me. Seems like a keyboard, but. So um, the one that's going to Daryl is going to be called Tall Sky and Music. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I knew who you stole that one from. <laughs> you went to John Mayer's house and swiped it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what did Kanye say to, to Taylor? I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, John Mayer, but Daryl really deserved this Dundee. <laughs> yeah, Daryl got the best grooves of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That Bodies Wonderland song is no good. It's a cheesy song. It's really bad. It's about exploring Jennifer Aniston? a girl's body Oh, and playing with it like, like it's a wonderland. <laughs> I'll use my hands. It's just like. What a sleazebag. But uh, I think he's like a sex addict, so. Yeah, I do too. guys, he's really good at sex, if you ever get the chance. Highly recommend it. Got it. And let's do our rating. Okay, so I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. Pencil day. day. Oh, well, we we (laughs) high-fived even though we didn't agree. Okay, so now we have to argue. Now you and I have a conflict. Now there's conflict. And we will hopefully go away with a win-win-win right. solution. Okay. Um. So I I gave it. I was gonna go with Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. I think. Oh, really? What saved it is the cold open. The, oh, um, wow. The um goose is what saved it from Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. The reason being, I just although there's a lot of great references in this episode, I never really think of it as one of my faves mm, okay yeah it does have a lot of references um some questionable choices there i really i think it was really funny but if, especially if you're going lower well let's go for beach day oh we do have to agree i forgot yeah okay beach day and a half let's just do pretzel day the one i picked <laughs> <laughs> now let's do beach day that's fine okay. well let's do beach day and then halfway into the night so like beach day and night with a bonfire, stuff like that. Okay. But isn't that, is that worse or better? Better than a, just a beach day. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's a beach day and a half. Beach day. Is that episode called Beach Games? I think it is. Yeah, because it says that Harold Ramis directed Beach Games. Unless there's Maybe another episode, an episode called just, Beach Games. Just the thing he directs on the beach. <laughs> beach. Hey, you, kick that ball. <laughs> Put me down, IMDb. <laughs> hey, pretend you're drinking that water. <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. Well, I guess I like that episode a little bit more than you. Yeah, that's okay. But Do you feel bad about it? I feel sad for you. <laughs> just feel like you don't have any joy in your life. No taste either. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That, that's fine. I'm totally... This This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, go to the Finer Things Club Facebook group. Getting a lot more activity on there. Leave us a review. I don't know if anyone did. Probably not. Not on iTunes. I checked. But I did want to do a special shout out for whoever posted the picture of the ham hocks. Oh, okay. On the Facebook page. Cool. Um, And about the poll, there's a recent poll on our Facebook page asking 
should Addie's sister, Jamie, be on the podcast? Mm -hmm. It was a landslide. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that Jamie's not a part of the Facebook group. Uh Uh-huh. So she didn't see the poll. And I told her that, you know, there was a popular demand for her to be on the show. And she said, oh, (laughs) do I have to? Oh. So she doesn't even want to be on the show, but I might be able to convince her. Yeah. That'd be really cool to have someone on the show who just doesn't want to be here. Yeah. (laughs) It would be so funny. Hey. What do you think? Don't get back in here. (laughs) Don't leave. (laughs) Say something funny about that scene. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So if, if you do want to leave us a review on iTunes or elsewhere, we'll read that and follow the Instagram um check out dunder mifflin con i don't know if there's any updates but you know it's there facebook is still there and check out benny hana yeah and um vote in the listener poll it's should jamie be on yes no or uh bernie sanders elizabeth warren 2020 <laughs> whichever one's your choice i guess you get to pick from this um okay well thanks for joining us and we'll see you in hell i think we should as we're tuning out be listening to bodies on okay here let's cue it up (laughs) (laughs) oh You're dying. It sounds like a... <coughs> I gotta get some water. Don't sounds smoke, like kids. A, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It sounds like a smoker's lung. <laughs> Gross. Last yeah. week, it was hiccups. Yeah. Next week, pneumonia. <laughs>